following is an exclusive Disruption Network production. In the heart of East Utica lies Joey's at 307. That's 307 Mohawk Street. It's where the eclectic old school meets the new school cuisine. Dine in and enjoy some amazing seafood dishes, classic Utica Italian dishes, a revolving dinner menu, and even offering catering. Call them at 315-864-3527. Joey's at 307. You're going to love it. Music Monday in full effect, people. How are you? You can follow along on all Disruption Network social media platforms. Shout out to EJA Moving Services, the professional movers. When you're ready to move and relocate, hit up Eddie and his fine staff at 315-335-0516. EJAMoving.com is where you can find them on the internet. They'll move pretty much anything you need them to move. They'll move your studio. They'll move your grandmother. They'll move anywhere, anytime, anyplace. 315-335-0516. Also, shout out to Joey's at 307. Delicious, delicious dinners over there. Call them today for reservations because it's pretty much the only way you're going to get a table. 315-864-3527. Shout out to Utica Coffee. Today, we are drinking, uh, I think it's just a regular wake the hell up today. I think that's all it is. Joe, did you get a nice picture of yourself? I did get a picture of me and Justin. I, like I love it. it. <laughs> Why, this is just regular wake the hell up? We're just, leaving. I think it's just regular wake the hell I up. Was, I was hoping for cannoli or, or for making me crazy or something. I've already had three cups of that today. Okay. Oh, I figured I'd switch it up on you a little bit. I like, I like it, dude. I like it. I know how to hold a sponsor cup. So yeah, does he. I'm that. holding a sponsor cup today, too. Look, yeah. it's my buddy. It's my good friends over at The Drive, 92.7 FM, The Drive, locally owned and operated. And it's operated by our guest today, Mr. Genesee Joe. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on. And of course, it is Local mu- Music Monday. Justin's in the house with hey, us. Hey, hey. How you doing, bud? All right. You look a little tired today. I am. I'm tired, and uh, and I, I, I've nailed it, I think. Uh, for a whole year, I went to bed at, like, 11 <laughs> because we couldn't play any later than that. So sure. I just packed up. I went home and went to bed, and I got used to it. Yeah. And now, as far as wanting to go ahead and have us play the fucking 130 again at oh, 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm like... It's happening again? Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, uh, all right, fine, but I'm not going to be happy about it. <laughs> But no, it's it's uh yeah we're back to back to normal again. So I'm just I'm trying to readjust, you know. Bro, I had so much fun on the Fourth of July weekend. We came up to see you guys on Dakers on that Saturday. It was like a high school reunion for me. Yeah, and I see so many people I haven't seen in years. Definitely, and uh, it's just cool, man. Get back in the swing of things, yeah. seeing people have a good time again. The the dance floor was packed; you couldn't yeah. even move on it. We saw Lenny, and then the other Lenny, and then the other Lenny. There's so many different Lennys there's, there. Yeah, there's, there's a lot ridiculous. of Lennys. There's they're a lot of drummers. Lennys. Yeah, and they're yeah. all drummers, and they yeah. were all playing with you. It was cool. <laughs> and then the addition to Ryan Quinn in your band is you couldn't find a better 
replacement. Yeah, and that was, uh, you know, it's so funny because I always saved him for last when everybody's like, oh, it's the new lineup, and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, it's some asshole named Ryan Quinn. Yeah. You know, like that, just to see what the reaction was, and they were like, wait, wait, what? You got Ryan Quinn to sing with you? I'm like, yeah, he uh, he likes us a little bit. Yeah, so. man. And we love him, so, I mean, it's just, you know, he fit right in, and the, the chemistry's there and everything, so, yeah, you know, it's been awesome. But, yeah, I mean, Dakers, it's funny. I mean, there's people still that I talk to, they're like, you know, I've never been up to Dakers. I should get up there sometime. No, you shouldn't just get up there. You should make it a plan. Like, pick a weekend or pick all three. You know what I mean? And just go. It's an experience. It really is. It's a true experience. It's not just a regular show. It's not, I mean, there's, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Yeah. It's just different. It's, a lot, it's, a lot it's like, I can imagine, it's like you guys are... Up in the woods, you're hidden away. Yeah. You ain't going home, so you're staying over. What happens at Takers stays at Takers. And the energy just goes through the roof. Yeah, man, I yeah. know. I mean, there's boobs out all the time. It's like crazy. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, that was another reason why I love being there. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys feel like, oh, that's, yeah, people are also feeling the same exact way. But don't you like when you play not in town, like you know you're going to stay the night. It's like, wow, we're like a real band. Yeah, you know, like you guys go everywhere now. Right, yeah, we used to do that at Dakers, and then uh, somebody got a bright idea of driving back and forth, so I have no Ooh. idea why. I don't drive at all, period, because I, don't blame you. I fall asleep at the wheel. Like, it, I mean, as soon as it hits dusk and the sun starts setting, if I, I my, my limit is a radius that hits the casino, and then, like, or Harpoon Eddie's, I'll go to Sylvan yep. Beach yep. and back. But anywhere farther than that, you take me out to Syracuse and then make me drive home, I'm like, you know, I just can't do it. So I'm like, all right, I'll ride home and sleep in my own bed if somebody else is driving. I'm cool with that. Indeed. You know, so. That's the reason yes, why like I said, went. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you said, though, it's like uh, those gigs that you do go and, and you get a hotel room or something. And, you yeah. know, you almost want to do like the rock star thing. And like, you know, like uh, Keith or was it not it wasn't Keith Moon. It was Joe Walsh and uh, and Keith Moon, I think it was. It threw the TV out the window. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 Moon was famous for that. Yeah. Yeah, and Joe Walsh, like, I don't know, drove a car into a pool or something. I don't yeah. know, did something crazy like that. But, you know, I've always wanted to do something like that. But then I get there and I, you know, I have no balls. So, because yeah, you don't have a record company to pay for it. <laughs> that, too. Moon, that too. Moon one time, two things Moon did. He paid nine New York City cab drivers to block off the street so he could throw everything out the hotel window. <laughs> <laughs> and another time they left the hotel and they were headed to the airport and. He started screaming, you got to bring me back. you got to bring me back. So they brought him back to the hotel, and they were waiting for him. And then they seen shit coming out of the hotel window. He said, like, I forgot to trash the room. Oh, my God. Yeah. Joe's got a lot of great rock and roll stories. What, oh, yeah. What do you think one of your favorite all-time rock and roll stories is? Oh, man. It's hard when you ask me like that because there, you know are, there are, are so the many of them. Yeah. Right. You know, David Lee Roth, uh, in his book that he wrote years ago, talked about how this is probably the most – ingenious one somebody on their road crew discovered what uh the glue is that they put those road titties down with you know those things yeah super high strength stuff so they glued all the furniture to the ceiling (laughs) they got a five gallon bucket of it somehow (laughs) and they glued all the hotel room furniture to the ceiling (laughs) everything everything was up there the bed they had everything glued together hanging oh my god hysterical you imagine they'd have to literally gut the room Oh, yeah. They'd have to tear the whole ceiling. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Joe's playing in a bunch of bands right now, too. Can you talk about it? Yeah, I'm not playing in them. I'm just... uh, Slug is going to do something. Yeah, there's no set date? There's no set date yet because you had to wait so long to really start to plan things. Right. Yeah. 
because of the rules were changing so quickly. So Slug is going to do something. I, I'm like this uh, sticky wheel with them. I keep going, come on, fuck it. Just book, book bar gigs. Fuck it. And they're like, yeah. no, we've got a plan. So, you know. But, um, and then I'm playing with Soup Bone Charlie. Oh, cool. Up at the Zoo Brewfest August 7th. Nice. Shout out Chris Pauly. Chris yeah. Pauly and the guys. I went over and started rehearsing with them. And then I, I talked to Dan Hap, so I'm playing with China Pig. Oh, Although sweet. they may change their name. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they may change their name, he said, because it might be a, somebody might take it as a wrong connotation. But then again, he may not. Dan's one of those guys who, you know. Doesn't care. Yeah. Nah, he's got balls, yeah. But uh, I'm doing the Brewfest, probably doing a couple of songs with them. And then, I, what, I went and played with Sound Barrier one night. Oh, cool. And we're doing, you know, the Blues Society thing, but it's hard to start another band, mm-hmm. you know? Thunderwatt was so great, and we were so spoiled by Jim. Yeah. Right. That it's hard, you know what I mean? It's going to sound totally harsh, but, uh, you know, I know about 15 guys, but 11 of them are loose cannons, and the other four are just plain nuts. <laughs> so I don't want to do that, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, but talk about the Blue Society thing because oh. you got a huge event coming up and is it oh, on yeah. Saturday? It's on Sunday. Who oh, Sunday, Sunday. I shouldn't have worn a tie dye. This looks like the Tournament of Roses parade. I look like a float. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so Mohawk Valley Blue Society. Now, first of all, Wednesday night's the open jam. Brian Mulkern Band mm-hmm. is going to be hosting that. So that's a lot of fun. And they're up at Piggy Pats. Yep. You've got too many gigs, but you're always invited. I know. I would love, I just, I love that whole thing. The Mohawk you know, Valley and, Blue Society, I love it all. Yeah, and we're going to uh, ask events. the trio again to come up sometime. We'd love it. We would be honored. that was a lot of fun. Yeah, we'd be honored. Um, but Sunday, we're bringing back the Free Blues Picnic at the Waterfront Park up in Sylvan Beach. Ooh, yeah. And it's right by where the parking area is for the Midway down there. And uh, Room Full of Blues, legendary band. They've been together since the late 60s. They're going to be the headliners, and it's completely free. And then Los Blancos is the other band, and Taz Crew, who is another really cool blues mm, band, yeah. is opening up. So, and you know, it's going to be a great time. And it's we free. We couldn't do it last year. It's totally free. I should thank the sponsors. I got to try and run them down. Bank of Utica. Uh, oh, Harley Davidson of Utica and Willie's Chop Shop. Those guys, the Carbones, were cool to jump in on this. Nice. Yep. Uh, Joe Womling up there at Sunrise Building Supply. Trailer Marketing Services, our buddy Jeff. Never heard of him. I don't know who he is either. Yeah. I know Tim. I know Tim really well. We know Tim. Yeah, he's I don't the unofficial sponsor is. here yeah. at uh, yeah. Local Music Monday. We know Tim. You should have him on. Yeah, one of these yeah. days. <laughs> I'm beginning to think that Jeff Moore doesn't exist because he always I, this guy that this guy that has his Facebook page says he's kind of pull, he's pulling in yeah. you know every parking single gig parking the car at every gig we play and then nobody ever walks in and says hi I'm Jeff Moyer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He gave me a check for the Blue Society. I know he exists. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we've got a, it's going to be Sunday. It's going to be a great day. And it's always a lot of fun up there. That park is perfect. I wish they would build. And, and there was talk about it, build an actual permanent bandstand there. Because we rented right. the city of Utica one, and we're going to have that towed up because nobody wants to build a stage anymore. Yeah. Right. You know, I, you do it. It costs a lot of money. Yeah, you know, you, you build it, and then you got to take it down at the end of the night. But anyway, so that, much work. That park is great because it's long, and it looks thin, but it's really not. Right. I mean, it's got to be at least wide as a football field, sure, and as long as about three of them. And people can hear the music all the way down to the bathrooms for the beach. It's just such a great location. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so which one is Waterfront Park? Is that the one with the swing sets and all that? It's like as soon as you pull into town, or is it something? No, no, like- no. It's the one. Um, you know where the crazy clam was? Yep. You go to the crazy clam and then you drive past it and 
the channel is right here, and the parking lot is next adjacent to the channel. The park is right there. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if you go to the end of it, you hit all the rocks. You can't go like the beach isn't there. The beach is all the way at the other end. Right. I know the steps. It looks clam, like the summer of soul over here again. Right, yeah. Well, yeah. Which was a great documentary. Know, yes. Yes. Talk about it. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you, as soon as you hit the crazy clam, you veer left, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And so, there's a long extent of grass. Mm-hmm. And they had the car shows there every Thursday yes. night. It's the same place they have the car shows. Oh, I'll copy that. Yeah. All right. But, cool. you know, room full of blues. I mean, it's like a 12-piece band with horns oh, in the whole nine yards. And like I said, they've been around forever. Mm-hmm. They are a legendary band. And if you haven't seen them, you should check them out on YouTube and stuff like that and come up and see them live. Because, you know, when you get a full-blown horn band like that, they're always spectacular. Right. You know, the horn section is just something to experience. And sure. those guys are real it's like when uh, Rare Earth was downtown a couple of years ago. Remember how cool that was? Uh, super cool. Yeah. Super cool. Hey, there, I just woke the hell up. <laughs> and bonus, too, with Los Blancos opening. I know. And those guys are still kicking it, oh, still yeah. doing their thing at such a high level. Steve and Colin, those guys are yeah. awesome. Legends there in and, this area. Yeah, and Colin, I mean, what doesn't he do? He sings, he plays his ass off. The whole band is really great. So. Yeah. And then Taz Crew is another four-piece band, and they're, they're from a little closer to the Albany area, but they do a lot of stuff with us in the Mohawk Valley Blues Society. So yeah. they're going to be there. And he's like a Stevie Ray Vaughan-esque guitar yeah. slinger. So we have three That's distinctly great. different styles, but right, it's right. going to be a great day. That's the one thing I love I love about the Mohawk Valley Blues Society, too, is that like there's people from all over. It's not... It just happens to be in the Mohawk Valley, but there's people from all over the East Coast, like in the eastern, like northeast, they yeah. come, they'll travel to wherever these, these are to play. You know what I mean? Like, right you know, up they and, come down and... Yeah, yeah, right up until COVID, one of the board members was Zen Reinhardt. She's a bass player. She was yes. phenomenal. Yep. She was driving up from Massachusetts. Massachusetts, yep. yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. And she's a board member for the Blue Society, yeah. Yeah, she, she just wrapped up her term right before COVID, COVID mm-hmm. though, and then when COVID hit, she was like, I'm not coming up there. Who's the president of Blue Society? It's Mark Sistak. Oh, yeah. oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's president. Uh, Bernie Clark is the vice president. And then the board is just the other eight of us. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. We are live on Facebook. A bunch of people checking in, saying hello. So we got to give a shout out to Tim Moyer, who says Mondays are his, this is the favorite part of his Mondays. And he's also saying Jeff is like Charlie from Charlie's Angels. You only hear a voice. Ah. <laughs> we got to give a shout out to Motor Lord, who, oh, calls Lord. You, who calls you John Lord. He thinks you look like John Lord. I like that he thinks that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with that. That's cool. Better than, you know, a tournament of roses float. <laughs> Roy Costin's on. He's saying hello. What's up, Roy? Good Borgia. to hear from you. Dave Borges is on, uh, who I'm uh, I'm gigging with tonight. I just found out. Uh, we just planned because I'm playing by myself tonight at, uh, well, I was playing by myself at Harpoon Eddie's from 6 to 9. Bummed again because we're inside. Mm-hmm. But uh, Dave's like, hey, you want some uh, light percussion? I'm like, uh, sure. Because, I, I mean, I hate playing by myself. I can't stand it. So anybody anybody that comes up and wants to jam, I'm like, absolutely, let's do this. But, I mean, Dave, you know, he's been doing a lot of stuff with Max and stuff. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to that tonight. So that will be fun. Yeah, man. I do. You kill it all the time. You really do. And what I love about you too, Justin, is you open your doors and you open your stage, I should say, to everybody. Yeah. I've seen how many people came up with you at Dakers the other night? So many. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it was just one big revolving door yeah. of musicians. Well, it was night. just drummers that night. Yeah, that it was, door just, was drummers. just drummers. <laughs> Alexis uh, Reynolds, who plays with Sound Barrier, yeah. was up yeah. there. She was up we there. We had her come up. 
Uh, obviously, Lenny was playing the gig, and then you had uh, Lenny Jr. come up and play, and, and Joey played a couple. So he had, uh, you know, there was four drummers that night. Borgia's saying he's looking forward to it. We also got to give a shout-out to Chillin' with the Rick. I know you spent a little time with Chillin' with the Rick what last a, week, right? You know, that was really weeks. the first time I met him. Met him. What a cool guy. What a neat little yeah. setup he has. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. Out in the backyard. I love yeah. that he waited until we uh, did our interview to put it on, like under his porch in the shade. Yeah. I, I thought that was nice. <laughs> right. Hey, at least we caught a good day. It's been raining every day. Yeah, I know it, right? Yeah, so exactly. At least we caught a good one. But he's got, he had Ryan Quinn on today, so. Oh, cool. Yeah, so he'll be on at about 5 o'clock. Go to Chillin' with the Rick yeah. and go like his Facebook page. And what's up to Bud? How are you? Good to hear from you. If you are watching on Facebook, please click the share button. Help spread the word of what the Blue Society is doing. I yeah. think that it's great what you guys are doing over there and in the blue societies on facebook and mvblues.org mm-hmm. is the other one and um you know just uh, people should come out it's a 30 dollar lifetime membership and all that stuff goes to fund these shows yeah a 30 dollar lifetime it. membership yes but we kill people after five years uh, <laughs> i got you okay why do you think Everything's i haven't become a, a member yet yeah no i'm kidding I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> how long has the blue society been in effect now um I went to the very first meeting. I joined. Uh, let's see. I was really drunk at the time, so mm-hmm. it had to be like early two thousands. Uh-huh. But no, I'm seriously. I was really drunk yeah, at the time. Yeah. So Is that when we were running 2000s. together? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was back in that era. So I, um, I do remember one thing though. The first. Want to hear a funny story? Oh yeah. No, it's a podcast. No one wants to hear a funny story. <laughs> so it was me and it was Dave Kashuba and I think Bobby. We all were interested, so we went over to because um, we had Downtown Funk and Blues Band at the time. So it was probably 2004, mm-hmm. and um, we go to the first meeting uh, to everybody find out what it is at the Ramada Inn, and there's a guy there with a girl, and I don't know what he was thinking, but his girlfriend, not the girl he was with, was the waitress. On the other side of the glass doors. So the shit hit the fan by the end of the night. And we were Ooh. getting in our, our my van to drive back home. And we said, wait a second, let's watch. Then it turned into, well, wait a second, let's make sure he doesn't do anything stupid. Do anything stupid. Right. <laughs> and she beat the living shit out of him. Whoa. She was punching him, punching him, punching him. To the point where she would stop. Somebody would get in the way. She would stop. And we all stood back. We were just watching the show. Like literally yeah. everything but the popcorn. You know yeah, what I mean? Right, right. And she did it three fucking times. And then finally, he grabbed her by the collar in the ass and threw her right in the car. And we were like, all right, let him have that one. He didn't slug her, but he sure threw her in the car and slammed the door and ran away. Are they still together? I have no no idea, man. Yeah. Yeah. They were on Maury. They were on Springer. Springer, But it was the funniest thing because it was like, make sure he doesn't do anything. Oh, he got his ass beat. Oh, oh, happened again. There it is. Third time. (laughs) But uh, so yeah, that's how the Blue Society started. For me, right? <laughs> what a way to start! Yeah, yeah. right. What it's pre disaster. If you were drunk, maybe you'd be like, "Man, this is awesome!" <laughs> oh, we were cracking up. Yeah, because she was just slaughtering them. Let's play some blues music and get in a fight. Yeah, it sounds great. And it was like ten thirty after the meeting broke up. We were out in the parking lot getting ready to go, and I didn't hear this happened. So it was great. Yeah. <laughs> now you, with the bar and with all the gigs you played, this sounds terrible, but local musicians see a lot of this. Don't you kind of sort of like it when human drama unfolds in front of you? Not bullshit drama, but when something really goes on, it's like, wow, look at this. You can do this right here? All right, fuck it. Let's watch. You got stories for days. Yeah, I yeah. bet you yeah. do. <laughs> I, we all do. The only the only problem, I have two problems when I play, and it's always when we're on the same level as the people that we play with. And it's whenever there's a fight, 
for some reason, the person swings at the person and the person goes flying backwards into the band. Always. It yeah, always yeah, happens, yeah. right? Yeah. Beer everywhere, you know, this and that. And anytime that somebody, uh, that the dance floor opens and somebody decides, you know what, I'm going to break the ice and I'm going to get out there and I'm just going to dance, right? And it's always, you know, a Karen with the haircut, you know what I mean? Yeah. And she walks up and she's doing her thing and she is legit two centimeters in front of me. And I'm like, there's... 40 feet, 40 square feet of dance floor, and you are standing directly in front of me as I'm trying to sit. With the drink in hand. Drink yeah. in hand, and it's going like this. And all it's over just your spilling all over. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's <laughs> your fault. You're goddamn good looking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's cute, you know. <laughs> no, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what my thing was, being the harmonica player. Uh-huh. Everybody thinks I'm the one they can come up and talk to. Oh, yeah. Like, what the... What? Well, he's not doing I'm anything doing, yeah. right now. Let's go. Let's go talk to him. <laughs> Literally, like, do you guys play any Bruno Mars? Why would you think that we're playing Pink Floyd's Animals record? <laughs> this song has been thirty-eight minutes fucking long. Why would we play Bruno Mars? How do you put two and two together to get that? If Bruno Mars and Pink Floyd don't go together. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was always. Love, my... Don't get me wrong. It's cool shit. Yeah. But what? Where the fuck did that talk come from? <laughs> do you know? We just played an hour of whipping post. What yeah. the fuck makes you think we're gonna play? Do, do you know how funk? many times I've gotten like legit people go up to me and they do stuff like, "Hey, do you guys know any Frank Sinatra or Megadeth?" Right in the middle of the song. Yeah. yeah. Frank Sinatra or Megadeth. Yeah. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. First of all, pick one because my brain can't handle that right now. <laughs> but my God. But yeah, it's always like like you say that it's because you're the harmonica player. You stand in the middle, right? I, off to the side, of course. Kind of, yeah, but I mean, like... I, I look s- like a passerby. I will be singing and playing my guitar, or or they'll wait for me to play a guitar solo. I'm play, I'm going through ripping this guitar solo. Somebody will lean in like this and go, hey, hey, like this. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, trying to play like that. And like, you know, yeah. do you know any Carrie Underwood? I'm like, Carrie, no, I'm like serious, dude. And it's like, like female, all these female vo- I'm like, okay, Ryan can sing pretty high, but, you know, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't understand how people think sometimes. <laughs> That's crazy. But I promised myself I wasn't going to vent. <laughs> oh, no. I, we, Whatever. You, know, you, you, you act like, as you as like you've never been here before. Yeah, yeah. that's why I promised myself. See how many times I, how many times I vent, okay? No, I think oh. this needs to get out in the open. People oh, does, need to know you, know you need your space. Here's the thing, and it's not that we don't appreciate people coming out to see us play. We're not, we're not spoiled with that. I mean, we're very humbled by that. But and, wait. And we're talking about the one or two yeah. people that do that, you know. That, that they might be so drunk that they're not thinking about it, or they just, you know, they look at us like we're or, a DJ. You know what I mean? Or the I love you guys. Oh, yeah. There's the fucking dudes that really are having a good time, yeah. but they're just within the area of the band. It's like, dude, look, we five feet away, you can say how much you love what the other, you know, what Jim's doing, what Bob's doing, but yeah. five feet away. Can't you use COVID as an excuse? Six feet, people. Six Can't feet? anymore? No, COVID no. doesn't exist anymore. Oh. This is all pre-COVID, so yeah. Well, I, it's funny. Uh, you would you expect a guy like Ryan Quinn, you know, he was on TV and stuff, that he would have like women all over him, right? We're playing at Dakers. It was like our first real gigs with him. You know what I mean? I mean, even though he played with us Memorial Day weekend, but um, but like our first real gigs here. You know what I mean? And uh, we're sitting there playing, and I look over, and he is surrounded. His whole area over there on on stage I, left. Yeah is surrounded by college-age men. Like, he is just surrounded. I mean, and they're like, yeah, man, you fucking rock, yeah. And their girlfriends, other girls that they're trying to get with, maybe the girls thought that they were going to try and get with them, are standing back like this with a smug look on her face like, 
fucking Ryan Quinn. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, like what are they trying? They trying to fuck him or me? You know, like that one of that. You know what I mean? But that's literally what they looked like. And I'm like, I've never seen anything like it in my life. That's hysterical. That yeah. is. That's really funny. You know, he got a, like automatic cool points when he first showed up and did. Uh, can't find my way home. Yeah, like oh, yeah. obscure ish yeah. classic rock tune and killed it. Absolutely, let you know. I agree. And then you meet him, and he's ten times cooler than that. Oh yeah, he's a sweetheart. He's the most he really down to earth, nicest guy in the world. Yeah, and he's you always know? smiling. Yeah, he yeah. never stops smiling. I've never once ran into him by chance anywhere where he didn't have the time to stop and talk. Absolutely. And he walked around the room doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? A, what a cool dude. He really is. The other day, Harpoon Eddie's even smiled when he looked at me and said, "I'm so tired." Like that, he's smiling, and I'm like, "How are you even smiling when you're exhausted?" It's like crazy. <laughs> God damn it! I just stepped on a Lego. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ryan Quinn, man. He's definitely a gem in our community. And actually, congratulations! He had a picture of him and his new niece today oh, on Facebook. Cool. So. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm at the age now where I have to congratulate people on uh, children and grandchildren and that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all part of the thing. Yeah. As well as condolences for wakes. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. falling into that area. You're oh, right, yeah. man. We're getting old. We're yes. the old guys on the block now. I know. Want to hear a funny story about that? We've been, yeah, of course. Uh, once again, I'm only 40, so you guys can talk amongst yourselves, <laughs> all right? So I was doing some work at the house yesterday, and um, I found a fence post buried in the ground in oh. concrete where I had to not have a fence post buried in the ground, right? Yeah. So there's these young guys that live across the street, and they're like cool young kids. They're all in their late teens and 20s. And uh, I grabbed the sledgehammer from the garage, and I walked out, and they were right across the street, and I just started clobbering that piece of cement. And it was flying all over the place, yeah. and Diane was like backing up. And they just looked over like, the old man's gone off the deep Because <laughs> it was in the ground, you know what I mean? So I couldn't see, I was like, fuck it, and I was, you know, hitting it. And, uh, and they were landing, you know what I mean? So I was like, got some, you know? Yeah, <laughs> right. I, they walked away. I was like, well, Were okay. you doing the old man Yosemite Sam? Yeah, oh, God, yeah. You know, because it was right about to start swearing profusely. Oh, yeah. Portion of any home improvement thing. Yep. Yeah. Especially at your own house. Mm-hmm. I was inventing shit by that time. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because I had about six swings in me, and I had to take 12. So then I was fucking completely tired. Oh, yeah. Sure, you sure. Know, you know, like Bernie Williams or Winfield with the sledgehammer in the uh, on-deck circle. Fuck, you can't do that for that long. No. no. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I, I slammed it like 12 times. I got it out of there, but then it was like... I was a dead man, but I was oh, halfway sure. through the project, so I had to keep Could doing stop, it. Yeah. So I just continually swore. It's almost being like in a rage room or something. Yeah. Have you seen that's like the new trend now? Yes, I, saw I that, hear yeah. they're having problems up at Destiny with the rage room because they're quote unquote being disruptive. Well, what did you expect? Yeah, what do you, yeah. <laughs> what did you expect? It's a rage room. You go in, you break things, you beat the shit out of the walls, and whatever they give you, that's what you do. And now Destiny's like, oh, they're too disruptive. Why fight. did you rent it to them then? Probably because they didn't. They didn't like put sound proofing enough in it you know can oh you imagine God. like if somebody's in there screaming at the top of their lungs <laughs> oh god the world is our rage room yeah, yeah right you know you just do it when you're alone and you don't break stuff up because then you got to pay to fix it yeah you know what i mean big announcement today too from the stanley 
Stanley announcing it's our first show. It's our first comeback. We're mm-hmm. coming back with Alice Cooper with Ace Freely opening up that show. How wow. cool is that? It's I, happening September 22nd. Tickets go on sale this Friday for anybody that's interested in getting those tickets. It's going to be good. And I know you're interviewing them tomorrow. I am interviewing them tomorrow. And I'm glad you said that earlier before we started because I had kind of forgotten that. <laughs> I, mean, I, I would have got the phone thing, but it was like, oh, uh, I should know what to ask. You know, funny question before we go into that. Um, I interviewed Devin Allman a couple of weeks ago. It was the first thing I'd done, really, interview with somebody big since COVID. I, I didn't. Like, when you guys came in, we talking like this. Yeah. But when I had to try to interview somebody, it was like, oh, my God, you sound like an imbecile. Sure. <laughs> I sure. forgot how to do it. So right. I, I tightened up for the Blackberry Smoke guy. But anyways, yes, Alice Cooper, this show is blowing me away. And when they told me about it, like, a week before they told us we could announce. Yeah. It was like, I can't believe this is happening because they came yeah. right to us. Thank you. No, yeah. thank you, everybody, Stanley, Lisa, and Linda, and the whole crew. But uh, Alice never played there. He played the odd way back in the day. I, I think- felt like he played at the odd every year. Yeah. yeah. Right? It didn't seem like Alice was always at the odd. Yeah. And for, he's like, a consist- guy that never stopped touring, and he's played right. the Turning Stone a lot. Yeah. But to see him in the Stanley, and there's even one more special thing in the works, but we can't talk about it yet. Yeah. It's going to be a way to earn money, like auction for the Stanley. So it's oh, going to cool. be really cool. That's yeah. great. You know, it's and, funny because you got you get to interview him about playing. And if I had to interview him, I would not talk about playing. I'd talk about golf the entire time because Alice Cooper is a phenomenal golfer. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's a scratch really golfer. Yeah. But he's like seventy five years old too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But he, he still is. plays in all those like celebrity programs and yeah. stuff, and just destroys everybody on the field. It's he great. does. Yeah. The Stanley is the perfect backdrop it for really an Alice is. Cooper show. The Stanley, it is. <laughs> I I hope that more stuff goes there. And you know, no, this is no offense to Turning Stone or any place else, but. You got a lot of ways to pick things up and make money up there. Mm-hmm. These guys, get them through the Stanley, get them through the landmark, let these places pick mm-hmm. the cash back up. Mm-hmm. You know, people are going to be throwing money at the casino. That's oh, what you yeah. do with your casino. Right. right. But, you know, I'm so glad to see them there. And then Ace Freely, my first ever rock idol. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know how Seriously. you get a favorite band? Oh, yeah. For sure. I was like an ace kid. You were the ace That's guy? So I was awesome. the ace guy, yeah. yeah. Everybody else was like Gene, one person like Paul, you know, somebody like Peter. But I was like the ace guy, and now he's going to be in town. Yeah. And him, COVID or no COVID, I'm saying hello face-to-face to that fucking Absolutely. guy. Yeah, no yeah. Doubt, Absolutely. Man. That's super exciting. That ace. Same with me. Kiss was my superheroes as a kid. It's yeah. like the, the first band I ever remember. The Beatles and Kiss. Yeah, and it, it was the exact opposite order, or the same thing with me. Uh-huh. Right. I was a huge Kiss fan, and then I found Sgt. Pepper's down at Woolworths. And oh, bought wow. it, and then and that changed everything. What's Woolworths? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> See, now back in 09, yeah. everything was gray and, you know, grainy. But, yeah, no, so I'm really excited to see both of them because I've only seen Alice with Hollywood Vampires, and that was cool enough. Oh, you've never seen his Never own saw him solo like this, oh, no. So you never seen him with the guillotine and all that? No. And then, uh, you know, the new the new album, Detroit Stories, we were talking about it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um the Go Man Go is the first song we're playing, and it's cool, but we're going to add a few more. And you pointed out that, like, Bonamassa's on a tune. Yeah. And Seeger's on a tune. Larry Mullins Jr. from U2 is on a tune. Yeah. Um, Wayne Kramer. Wayne Kramer from, from the, the MC5. Yeah. He's wow. on it. So he, he pays homage to Detroit in his latest album. It's really cool. He covers a Seeger song. He covers, it, there's like, a Motown song on there. It's yeah. just because he's from Detroit. Sure. So it, he, it pays homage to Detroit. When you're done with it, it burns. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so wait, self-destruct. When you get him on, talk about Bottomasa for a second, and you need to make this plea that 
Alice needs to make the statement that there should be a statue or a street named after Bonamassa in our area. If Alice can start that, I think I think we can make this happen. I, I think it should happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Tom Starr was pushing and pushing and pushing to get Joe into town. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they said, we'll name the block be in front of the Stanley, Bonamassa. But it just couldn't come together, yeah. you know? We'll make that happen eventually yeah. down the road. And, you know, channels have been opened in, yeah. that, in that avenue. I've but, always uh, said how amazing it was to me that that kid, he can't walk down the street in London without being accosted by somebody because he's that big over there. Yeah. But he can walk down the street in the middle of downtown Utica and, and you know, we'll know who he is, but... The normal per, everyday person will have no idea who he is. And, you know, we, you know, yeah, and we're ever especially since me. I've got like six of his songs in regular rotation. Good, yeah. it's brilliant stuff. Mm-hmm. It really is. But I don't know. I don't know what happened. It's a little bit. Of, I do know what happened. And I'm gonna tell you. All right. It's that. It's what do they call that term? Shaman fruiting or something? Where you don't you want to see somebody do good, but if they do too good, you're like fucking angry at them. For yeah. It. Yeah. And that's what happened, I think, back in the day with him. Mm-hmm. And it was stupid because, you know, like, his dad could walk through Price Chopper and say, I don't feel like buying oranges today and walk on. And the guy who was stacking the oranges will go, fucking Joe Bottom also fucking asshole. His father don't like oranges. And you know what I mean? Yeah, that's how right. people reacted. And it's bullshit. It right. is. I Although, Joe, sorry, when you were 12, we set up a remote for you to play at the uh, – Blue Sox game, the national anthem, and the fucking court didn't work, but get over it. <laughs> I'm going to say that, too. You know, he was angry about that for years. Was he really? His, wow. father, his father got mad. He was like, oh, man, I think that, uh, you know, what were they breaking balls? It was like, no, it was a fucking extension cord that didn't work. Nobody fucking knew. Right. You know? So, so there. Now I've straightened that out. Any, yeah, I'm, uh, glad, I'm glad you settled that. I yeah. settled that whole thing. <laughs> Do you play any of the black country communion on the drive? And no, because I wasn't running the show when it came out. Ah, gotcha. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, there's some of that stuff I missed a boat on, and it was too hard to go back and get. Ah, yeah. uh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. That was, what a band. What an album. What an album. That they first two, album. right? They did two They albums? did three or four. Oh, they did. Yeah. yeah. And they're still, I mean, they still get back together, and, and they did the whole first album in two weeks. That's went, crazy. Yeah, they went out and did it in two weeks. So you got Derek Stranian on the keyboards, uh, J- uh, Jason Bonham on drums, Glenn Hughes from Sabbath and Deep Purple and all that yeah. stuff on bass and lead vocals, and then Joe. And it was just a, a quartet of amazing rockness. It's it was a monster. Band. Oh my god! What it's got a monster that vintage seventy yeah. sound. It's totally, it in a heavy, yeah. heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. Yeah. You know, I remember when the first one came out. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't even at the drive, and there was no way nobody was anybody over there was going to play that. Right. But I remember hearing it and going, "Holy shit! This is like complete throwback." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. I think that whatever the guy plays, he touches. It's gold. Yeah, yeah. You well, know? this whole thing I think was a was a like a you know hey because to the uh, all the media they were all like oh Joe Joe Bonamassa is only a blues guitar player he can't play anything else. No, and I think that's why he did this the project was the truth. was because he was like hey you know what I'm, I yeah I'm a, I'm a blues guitar player but check this out you know what I mean look <clears throat> at that acoustic thing he did from what yes. was it the Venice Opera House mm-hmm. holy shit yeah I like the album with Beth Hart too mm-hmm. yeah but yep. that was bluesy. Yeah. Yeah, you know that was pretty blues, but uh, but still, I mean, what the guy's putting out—he puts out an album a year. I feel like more you, than that. More you know, than that? you yeah. know, what's even amazing is you watch like America's Got Talent or one of those, and like some twelve-year-old to go out and be playing like ripping the guitar, and uh, they said to him, "Who are your influences?" Oh, Joe Bonamassa. So he's reached that point. Sure. Oh yeah. You know, and I think people around here honestly have come around. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I constant exposure has helped them from us. Mm-hmm. Or not helped him, helped them, you know, right. get, get, 
Get that local bug out of their ass. I'll tell you when people I people in the local area, I love them, but man, people get a bug up their ass around true, here. Forget man. about it. It's a finicky crowd sometimes. I'm just as guilty. Don't get me wrong. When I had the club, and this is what made me realize on oh, like what a monster Joe Bonamas is, uh, when Psychedelic Breakfast first played the Electric Company, Tim Palmieri, who was a guitar god himself, yeah, um, who just landed a great gig with Lotus. But anyways, Tim oh, comes sick. walking in. Yeah, he just came. He come walking into the to the club. He's like, I can't believe I'm in the home of Joe Bonamassa. And I was like, yeah, he was all freaked Whoa. out about it. Like, that's his idol. And I was wow. like, so blown away. Like, what did you just say? In fact, Adrian had a Joe Bonamassa sticker on his drum head. No oh, that, that's how much of a Joe Bonamassa head they were. And they yeah. were just so blown away. And I mean, Paul Mary and Adrian's an amazing drummer, but Paul Mary's a guitar god. Yeah. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, I, it's so funny how musicians, we all are like that. You know, you get into some place that's like the holy grail of something, and you just sit there and you stare and you, you feel that energy and you can't, yeah. like, I love it. I, I absolutely love going places that, uh, you know, famous people have been, you know. That's great. You know, I still get that every time I go on stage down at the Stanley. Mm hmm. Absolutely, you know, I'm the same. When I've, I've gone to different places, you know, like the Warfield out in San Francisco and some of those places, like, wow. Yeah. You really can feel it. Oh, sure. You know? Yeah, the, the place that I got, I, I got to perform at Carnegie Hall. And, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, to wow. be out on that stage, that was that was unbelievable. Oh. But I was the only rock guy there. Everybody else, because I was down there with the uh, All Eastern Chorus when I was in high school, and... Uh, uh, I was the only person that was into rock music there, which sucked for me because I had nobody else to talk to. But I walked around that stage and just that's all I could think of. I couldn't think of how many orchestras or choruses have performed there. I was thinking about yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan, Billy Joel. Like, I, I'm just sitting there going, oh, my God. Like, you know, just I, like it, it. And you do. You feel the, you feel yeah. the energy. You know you what can, I mean? You can yeah. feel it, man. That's, that stuff stays with those places. Mm-hmm. You know, one one of these days, next time I get down to the city, I want to go to, like, the bank or the gap or whatever it is yes. in the space of the old Fillmore East. Yep. Because I, I've heard that, too. People say you still walk in there and you can just sure. feel it. You can just feel it, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Two things I want to talk to you about. One, oh. the Summer of Soul, which oh you brought God, up earlier. Yeah. What a fantastic documentary. Justin, have you seen it yet? I have not. you got to see yeah. it. So what... The basis of this documentary is back in 1969, before like a couple months before Woodstock, there was this huge festival in right. Harlem that we never even knew about. Harlem, oh, did you ever know festival. about it? Never heard. Never of it. heard no. about it either. And so Sly and the Family Stone was there. Oh. Stevie Wonder was there. Sure. Uh, the Fifth Dimension was the there. The Fifth Dimension, yeah. blew me away. Wow. Me too. They were doing that live. Let the sunshine in. Yeah. yeah. And then the song they played before that, yeah. they played a clip of a tune. But, uh, oh, then Stevie Wonder, too. Playing the drums? Like crazy. Oh, yeah, Stevie, yeah. I had no idea he played all the drums. Is, it's like the, his... opening, the opening credits, pretty much, yeah. is Stevie Wonder playing the drums. Most of his, album, most of his albums, that he, he played drums on. He played just about every instrument on Did most of his albums. Did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the music in it was insane. Insane. You know, they played like they showed the Chambers Brothers, but they actually showed a different song be- besides Time. Mm-hmm. You know, that one, like, that they did. And everything was... So good, yeah. yeah, and such a cool thing because the video wasn't like old and beat up; it was like remastered, and oh wow, bright and vibrant. And they did this in Harlem, they yeah, did it in Harlem. It's some... it a Harlem Culture Festival. Yeah, wow. they called it the Black Woodstock later and on. How many people? How many people were there? Would oh, do they say? Oh my god, fifty, sixty thousand. Oh wow, yeah, it was huge. If not more, yeah, I think I think it was over a hundred thousand. Was it? And it was the same thing as Woodstock. There was no problem. There's none sure. of that stuff. And the interviewer, or not the interviewer, but the um, host of the whole thing 
was a guy they were like, he was a real, like, you know, P.T. Barnum type, and he promoted, and he would promise this guy that and this guy that. And it's like, yeah, but he came through on all of yeah. it. Yeah, through on everything. And he had a different outfit for every introduction. Yeah. Like, straight-up badass 60s, like, colorful, oh, sick, fluffy yeah. ruffles. It was like the guy was great, man. I yeah. loved everything he did, you yeah. know? And. Um, the thing about this whole documentary is this footage was in somebody's basement for 50 years. Nobody even knew about it, and they got somebody got their hands on it and gave it over to wow. Quest Love. Wow. And Quest is the producer of this documentary. Yeah, that's so cool. And he went through all the footage, and it's an amazing documentary. Oh, you can watch, watch it, it up on Hulu, and I'm sure you could probably yeah. find it on YouTube or wherever. They, yeah. And they do a lot of inter, you know, like they intersperse with a lot of cool stuff. Um, People that were there, guys who played there, so you get that aspect. And they bring a lot of, like, the history and what was going on in society in 1969 mm-hmm. into it. So it was really well done. I do like the one guy. who like, He was one of the percussionists in a different band, like one of the earlier bands. <laughs> but he was like, we're all waiting for Sly, but you never knew what was going to happen with Sly. Would yeah. he come out with the band? Would he come out at his own time? What Sly was going to show up there? But they came out, and Sly and the Family Stone were <laughs> Yeah, off the hook. Oh, yeah. If I could go back in time, that would be one of the bands I would love to see yeah. in this heyday. Yeah. Poof. So. Ripping, ripping. Yeah, some really good stuff. And since we're talking about Woodstock, Woodstock 99, they're doing a big documentary, not only on HBO. I know there's another documentary, too, coming out about why. I don't know what the obsession is with Woodstock 99 is lately. But what are you, some of your memories from Woodstock 99? Uh, well, you know, the first thing is I don't know if it was the HBO documentary or the other one. I didn't realize it was two. Well, there's one being produced right now. Yeah. And I can't talk about that. But All right. We'll, um, we'll talk off. Because somebody, somebody got in touch with me. Over a year ago, mm-hmm. or it was probably, I don't know, maybe a year ago, a little over a year ago. And uh, it was this producer who was putting this together. It was one of the people who worked for him and said, do you have anything from it? Well, I had mini discs with actualities like the announcement that it was coming and the sheriff was on the phone with somebody. And then the actual press conference. Yeah. I had the whole press conference on mini, mini discs. Wow. And the funny thing is the mini discs had some of my own personal stuff on there, too. You know, like phone calls and shit we used to do overnight. It was right after we switched from real to real. I still have my mini discs, too. (laughs) So I had those sitting around all these years in a box in the attic. They moved from one place to the next. I still had them. And I had the mini disc player because after uh, OUR moved out of the Mayro building and went to Washington Mills, there was a bunch of shit in the other room. And Dave Doughty uh, was saying, I'm going to get rid of this stuff. Who the fuck wants any of this crap anymore? So I got, like, the original shelving for the CDs, that's still hanging wow. in my in my house. Yeah. Remember there was those two racks of CDs? I got yeah. one side of that up there. Oh, wow. And uh, I said, you're throwing out, like, the mini disc player? He goes, that fucking format's done. Nobody cares about that shit anymore. I'm like, okay, I'll take that, too. So I had the player sitting up there all this time. Wow. And everything worked. So I just recorded it and turned it into files and emailed them to her, and she was going wow. nuts. She was like, I can't believe this stuff. I can't believe we got all this stuff. So I don't know, though, if that's the one you're seeing the trailer for now. What's or the girl's name? The, I don't remember. Cecilia. Okay, that's not the same girl. Okay, so there you go. Maybe it is this one. Did you write back in the email, finder's fee, question mark? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not smart enough. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to. What are some of your memories from Woodstock 99? Because you were up there pretty much all weekend. Yeah, it was. Yeah. He doesn't have any memories. Yeah. Um, <laughs> boobs, boobs, boobs. Yep. Oh, yeah. Put your, put your goddamn wiener away, mister. Uh, but, uh, um, <laughs> fuck, you know what? The first night, 
uh, we got we walked in and George Clinton was playing. It was like unannounced. It was in the hangar. And uh, I guess I missed John Entwistle's band that night. But, you know, God, I got to see James Brown from oh. real close. Wow. I mean, I walked up because, remember, he started. And I never realized it. But, man, they play for like 15 minutes to intro James Brown. Yeah, or at least oh, yeah. it seemed that way. They oh, played everybody. Sure. They had 900 guys out there. None of them were James Brown. And finally, he came out, and it just ramped up, like, to the next level. Yeah. Um, but that was amazing. Um, you know, I saw Rusted Root without intending to for, like, the 15th time. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> they were everywhere at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, God, there was just – there was a lot of cool stuff that went around. I remember we went into this um, – uh, it was like a little theater building, but it was really just like a small hangar or a garage. But they were showing movies, and it was Ray Liotta doing a short about a Johnny Cash interview. Wow. And since then, I found it. And Johnny gets drunk, and he's you know showing the guy bullets and shit. It was all whacked out. But, <laughs> but I remember watching it and watching it and then falling asleep and waking up hours later because it was cool in there. Yeah. And it was a cement floor. And I just crashed in there for, like, who knows how long. And um, other than that, just doing the shifts in, like, the se- uh, Avenged Sevenfold. Yep. Isn't that the band he's got there? There's a black guy that's a singer? Uh, no, it's Seven Dust. That's seven seven Dust, Dust, yeah. 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 So Avenged Sevenfold had nothing to do with this story. Uh, no, they didn't. I don't even think they Dust. were a band yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll edit this part. We'll edit that one. <laughs> no, the Seven Dust guy, and I felt funny because, you know, we didn't play that stuff. K-Rock did. Yeah. But he came over and sat down with us, and it was like, whoa. A little bit of shade, and he was cool. LeJean's like, really real cool, cool, man. Like, like just one of our buddies. Yeah. Yep. You know, cool and guy. then I felt kind of funny because it was like, you don't play your songs. Because of him. You know, what a point <laughs> of the other guy. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and then being real tired and real hot, pulling out just as, like, the shit was hitting the fan. And I only lived in Marcy at that time. I lived on Chaminade Road in Marcy. So I drove from the base down Old River Road got home and it was like look at the tv the place was on fire the shit oh, wow. blew up right then and there yep so it was crazy but that was when the chili peppers but well most of us happened when the chili peppers were playing fire right yeah exactly yep. that was the fastest version of Jimi hendrix's fire i've ever heard in my life if you i mean you yeah. hear it and oh, it's god, like yeah. it's like what, what are they doing oh my god everybody's like okay it's crazy yeah, it, the but. energy in that place at that time was nuts. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, but so that's I mean I had an okay time. It was hot. It was shitty. People were fucked up and were stupid. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, it was okay. Justin, sure. did you go? No, no. Either no. Did we I. were supposed to play, but um, but I think that Tim Moore put the kibosh on that. <laughs> so it was like it was like that's when it was I, competitive, Tim. I'm 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 Gridley Page is opening Woodstock. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> All you other guys can stay home. You know, no, it's not what really happened. What really happened? It was, it was just a scheduling error, and we were supposed to play, and then we didn't get to play. But no, it was fine. But seeing Tim and those guys up on that big stage was just so cool to see it. Really, and he still has that picture hanging, like in a, like a, you know, yeah, you recall, yeah, and uh, and you still see, like he, he was on the big stage. The, because you know, some some so people cool. got on the big stage, and others were on like stages for people in line, right. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm going to admit it. I'm going to apologize, too. I can be an asshole like anybody else. A lot of guys, like, years later, be like, we played Woodstock 99. I'd be like, outside. Yeah. You played outside. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. yeah you on yeah. Floyd Road, man. I know where you were. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, exactly. 
Oh man. I, I missed Woodstock. Actually, that was my summer of love and, and went on the road with some girl and we were <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember being in Alpine Valley, Wisconsin. Is this a documentary in the making right now? Uh, maybe. Should maybe. Right, anyway. And I was in Alpine Valley, Wisconsin, and I remember calling my boss at the time, which was a buddy of mine, like, I'm not coming in type of thing. Yep. And he's like, Dude, you have no idea what's going on at Woodstock right now. The place is on fire and so oh, on and so shit. forth. But I had gotten fired. Well, I didn't get fired, actually. I'm sorry. I think that was the other radio station. But <laughs> I, I, I quit. W-O-U-R because I was giving away Woodstock 99 tickets and I was having fun on the radio with these callers pretending caller number seven was supposed to be caller number eight or whatever. And the program director at the time and a stick up his ass. He was a freaking idiot. I like I like that guy. Yeah, I didn't. But... I didn't. And that's why I walked. And yeah. So he called me up and reamed me out. Like, we're, we're not the other guys, and you don't pull pranks like that on our radio station. We're a heritage radio station. That's not what we do here. We're W-O-U-R, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you know what, pal? Go fuck it, yourself. I know. <laughs> don't yell at me like that. Yeah. No, this bit was absolutely hilarious. My was... phone lines blew up. Like, yep. dude, that was great, man. That was great. Like, all my friends were listening and shit. They thought it was. An awesome yeah. day. It was the and same then, guy who yeah. talked about heritage and shoveled everybody out the doors or placed them right. at the top. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> about? So, yeah. So, yeah. So I didn't he, like he that pissed guy. Me off. I hope he watches this. I'm right there, Pat. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, you want, okay. You want to get in the nitty gritty? Yeah. It's the same guy mm-hmm. who, now, the band had played the Rainforest Preserve. Rick Dankel used to play down at Nardi's. Those guys had a connection to the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking Danko dies, and I said, I'm going to play the way. He goes, we don't play the band here. I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? What? You know? Yeah. Yeah, so. We don't play the band? Yeah. Who doesn't play the band? When the guy dies, especially. But, like, I mean. <laughs> classic rock station. Yeah. That's what you do. No. Well, you know, he was one of those guys, and we know a lot of them in the business. I'll yeah. put it down. By the yeah. business and the unfortunately <laughs> for him, poor guy got fucked royally. Mm-hmm. Like six or seven guys I knew. That didn't really deserve it because they always did mm-hmm. what they were asked to the letter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when Johnny fucking administration guy needed his extra hundred fucking grand a year, mm-hmm. they all took it up the ass. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. That was the problem. I mean, because I got along with that guy too. You know what I mean? Like I was a bit of a problem employee, and he I, let me slide I, on a lot of things. I yeah. definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> and and I had had enough with his attitude towards me, so I was like, I gotta do, go. Do you feel like though? That was like stepping stone shit because you were destined for other stuff. Like, the, of le- course. I the mean, club the way- was legendary. If you had kept in radio, you'd. St- I'm, fi- I'm painting fucking houses. You know what I mean? I'm right. doing handyman stuff. You you never would have done any of that though. That's you know? probably true. I don't know. Who knows? You never know. But yes, that's was my path, and that's how it yeah. led me into the EC and all yeah. that. And, but yeah, and he's right. That club is legendary. I mean, it's up there. I mean, I'm, people talk about old clubs back in the day. They talk about Milo's. They talk about you four know, acres, four, four acres, acres. Yeah. and that, and then they talk like like you you see you you guys you and the Rainforest Preserve. I like to say was like the the last of the real clubs. It truly was before before everything switched yeah. over to like corporate type looking bars and restaurants, and you know what I mean. So you had you had. The EC and you had the Rainforest Preserve. When they went, it was, you know, like even you look at you look at what went in there after. I mean, you know, uh, the, all the bars that went in there after were like very corporate-y looking. You know what I mean? Everything was perfect and everything. Like uh, you, you, you walked into CBGB's back in New York City. I mean, the bathroom you didn't want to touch anything in there it was fucking gross. You right, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But it was CBGB's, like <laughs> right? But, it, but but that was the thing. It was just so fucking legendary. It was like I you know, know. I know. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. It, go ahead before you forget. <laughs> no, you, there was this thing on the wall in the girls' room yeah. that said. 
Genesee Joe has a big dick. <laughs> and I wrote it. And he wrote it. <laughs> but I was too afraid that's to, fucking legendary. I, I put my phone number down, but I was actually too afraid to put the last number down. I didn't, I didn't want nobody to read underneath. You go, I'm not sure about that. You, you skipped the last number, but that I checked it out. There's only ten numbers to guess, though. <laughs> And I didn't find that out until years later when we were doing one of these podcasts. Yeah. And he was like, hey, do you remember in the girls' bathroom? Because oh, I wrote that. You oh, knew I was going to say that? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I love that. I want, I want to come over and hug you, man. That's one of our moments. <laughs> That's one of our But I guess moments. In the, in the, only, the only thing I had to, to, to say after that was also, the I mean, really, the only the only clubs that, that, that put the musicians first. You know, it was always about the, the musicians that came in. You guys always had like, yep. an area for us to, to chill and hang out. We could come early and do, we could set up as early as we wanted to. We could sound check and then we could chill. It was like, you know, it was like, I, I, I have, I, there's no place like that anymore. There's, yeah. You know? I, I, I don't think that the amount of bands out there doing their thing on that, like, mini touring level is the same either. Because you guys not. had Mecca Bodega, you yeah. had uh, B- Deep Banana Blackout, yeah, and Breakfast. Yep. And there was a huge scene of that type. And then you had all your tribute bands that would come in, yeah. and then you had, you know, little locals. So there was a lot to book. Sure. And I don't quite think it's like that anymore. It's definitely not. But no. I think that you're right, too, because every place became more corporate mm-hmm. and, you know, and all those fucking hippies got old, and they don't do that anymore, right? Uh, you know? They, they got old, for sure. For sure. I don't know. I just hope that it all comes back. Like, you know, like, like uh, you know, the 70s style and everything came back. The music came back. And then the 80s came back. And, you know, I feel like I feel like that, like... I don't know. I'm hoping, like, in the next 10 years or so, that, like, something like that goes back in where people just want to hear so bands too. and they want to, like... I'm thinking, you know? like, rock and roll. We're on the outside looking in nowadays, yeah. right? Because yeah. there's yeah. all this other stuff going yeah. on. But right now, like, the rock and roll, the pirates again. If you think about it, like, back For in the sure. day, it was like that, too. It was like yeah. all the taboo music. Don't listen to that. But, right. you know, yeah. it, it, it will always be here to stay. And you know what I, I'm finding is, I think, a good sign. I'm seeing more and more young kids... Mm-hmm. Playing instruments and posting videos on Facebook and actually forming bands. Yeah. Like, you know, you're not robots that were in here. Great band. Yeah. Um, then there's that the one man band, those kids. And then, you know, Copper Vein clones are on the younger side. So mm-hmm. there are these younger bands, and you're seeing a little bit more of it. Yeah. Guys that want to learn to play instruments and then go do it. Yep. Right, right. You know what I mean? And I hope that that's the beginning of something where it's going to be a big switch yeah. in the way things are now. I did too. I mean, I think guys like David Grohl, like the Foo Fighters and stuff, I mean, that, that, I mean that's like straight-ahead rock and roll. You know what I mean? It might be mm-hmm. like poppy rock and roll, but it's still rock and roll. And But it's it's not, you know... Lady Gaga and Billy Billy Eilish yeah. or whoever that fucking bitch is. I it's it's fucking rock. You know what I mean? But as long as David Grohl's out there, you know what I mean? And and, and guys like that are out there, you know, putting out rock music, I think that the kids will have something to latch on to. Did you see that you know. Bee Gees thing that he just did? No. It just got released today. You're gonna love it. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's it's Bee Gees covers by the Foo Fighters. Come on. The DGs. Oh, oh, the DGs. Wow, yeah. the DGs. Yeah. Yeah. It just came out today? Yeah. Oh, but gotta... you know what? I'm going to say something else, too. Um, it's like, you know, I went up to Bob Ox, and I recorded something for this guy Steve's album. Just a little teeny bit of harmonica for one of his things. But that's another thing. If you're younger, even though you can make your own beats and play over the top of it and do all that shit in your bedroom now, because mm-hmm. the technology is amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It just because you can do it doesn't mean that's all you should do. Right. 
Stop with that shit. Go find three other guys. Start playing. One of them's going to steal something or one of them's going to quit. You know what I mean? Deal with all the crap. Yeah. Deal with all the personality bullshit. And find out that you end up having some great friends that you're friends with yeah. for years and years and years. I mean, look at me and the slug guys. Me, Bobby, and Fletch have been best friends now for 25 years yeah. almost. Yeah, man. I started playing with Fletch before that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And deal with all that stuff and do it. Don't, you know, do these things and put out videos on whatever form you use. Fucking learn to play and go play in front of people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't stop halfway just because technology allows you to. Go do the other part. Do the organic part, yeah. too. I think you're going to see a lot of great musicians coming up nowadays with these kids just because there's so many avenues that they can learn how to play. Mm-hmm. You know, you could go on YouTube and learn how to play a song. Or sure. We never had any of that. We had sheet music. Do you know how to read sheet music? Yeah. Tablet, well, you read tablet or whatever. Justin's like, yeah, I read sheet music. <laughs> but no, you have no, like tablet or something. Like guys like But him, now you could just go and watch a Twitch streamer. Go yeah. watch YouTube and learn how to play these well, songs. There's a lot less of people that do. Like, they, Honestly, I can read sheet music now. Not like not, you can't put sheet music in front of me and I'll read it and play guitar, but I know what the notes are. Mm-hmm. But I did everything by ear, and you did everything by ear, and you yes. did everything by ear. And there's a lot of kids that can't do that because all they care about, they're like, you know what? I could spend an hour trying to learn this note for note from the record, or I can go on YouTube and somebody can show me exactly how to do it, which doesn't train your ear to do anything. That's true. So nobody's playing by ear anymore. I play everything by ear, and luckily I'm so fucking old I've heard it all. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have tinnitus? Oh, God, yeah. yeah, yeah. Me too. My He's right like, ear yeah. rings like a son of a bitch Both all ears the time. Just, bang, you know, yeah. Do you have to have something on at night so you can sleep? Yes, I do. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my God. I hope my girlfriend's watching. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not the only one. She's like. Oh, yeah, I need to. Yeah. Yeah. Like a fan or a TV or something needs I have to be to on or I can't sound sleep. at all times. Yep. There's got to be something in the room yep. because otherwise it drives me crazy. Yep. I'm up all night. You yep. too? You'll be up all night if it's completely quiet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. can't jerk off enough to go to sleep. <laughs> so what's, put you back to sleep. what's up with the drive? How's the drive going? Uh, dude, first of all, and I tell you this every time you're on this show, you're doing a fantastic job programming yeah, that dude. station. You really Thank are. You. You're doing Thank things you. that no other radio station in this market is doing whatsoever. Hands down, it's the, pretty much the only station I listen to when, yeah. when I do listen to the radio. You know, uh, you got to regress to progress sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's right in front of us what's going wrong with the radio. And what's going on with all the streaming services. Mm-hmm. It's right there. You're seeing what people are leaving and what they're going to. Yeah. It don't get much more Italian than this. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> you fucking change it. Right. Except for the fact that we're an independent, so we're changing it on a $30,000 budget and not right. a $3 million budget. The radio could be fucking spectacular. There's so much money bouncing around it now. And then these corporations are doing digital and digital ads. You guys can pay people, right? but they won't do it. So now they're just wasting away. And ah, we don't know what's going on. We don't understand it. And the drive is fucking trying to do it. Like we used, I get literally get stopped by people walking down the street and go, I can't believe it. I'm listening to the radio all the time anymore. Yeah. It's good to touch people's lives like that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like you used to. Yeah. yeah. And it's not just that I try to go on classic but not stale. Right. So you're going to play Sweet Home Alabama. Obviously. You have to. You're going to play Breakdown. They're classics for a reason. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Fucking Freebird and Stairway to Heaven and Whipping Post are classics for a reason. Yeah, right. Sure. Come into those songs just in the middle of them sometime and listen. You go, holy shit, what is this? But, you know, uh, let's talk about Skinner. Going to do that? Then we're going to do Working for MCA, maybe. 
And I make no bones about, like, all right, we're going to play, you know, Jack and Diane, but I threw that one out. I want to hear Valley of the Thunder and Hearts. Yes. And people go, oh, fucking cool. And around here, especially stuff like Genesis. Mm-hmm. Huge. And, uh, and, you know, and you go right on Facebook and ask, they go, we need money for research. No, we got a Facebook page. What era of Genesis do you like better, Peter Gabriel, early Phil Collins, or anything post-1982? Yeah. And they, they tell you. Sure. And you don't think that they're bullshitting you or making it up. You take for granted that right. they told you what they actually think because yeah. they did. And you use that as a tool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I we, love hearing songs by these artists that, I, that I've never heard before because, you know, myself, I grew up listening to OUR because that's what, all we had if we yeah, wanted the good music. Me you too. know what I mean? So, and, you were but, listening to him. Yeah, I was. I, but, I mean, yeah. Um, but you started, you started like... 92, I started. 92, so you were... I was already... Uh, uh, yeah, I was already playing... Um, not out. I, that was two years before I started playing out, but I... My, I remember my, when they first came out. I remember when Showtime first came out. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, look how cute. Yeah, oh yeah, we were. I, I was think that I was thirteen when it was Joe Jose and I was thirteen when we played, and we had. I know. I asked parents, you to but... get in my van. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Can <laughs> <laughs> I just say hey, that? Kid, wow! Hey, hey, hey kid, get just... my van. I got gigs. Yeah, right. I got, I got gigs. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Bandic is chiming in now. Bandic yeah, oh yeah, yeah. In any minute now. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. So no, go that's ahead. right. Uh, but it's it's funny because like I'll be listening. Like you said, you got to play the classics. But then I heard. Uh, I heard a Gabriel song that I knew it was him because you know his voice, right? Yes. You know his voice. You know it's him. And uh, I was driving, so I had my Bluetooth like hooked up for my phone, so I couldn't like say what who is this? You know what I mean? And my and the freaking uh, radio thing wouldn't work to tell me who it was or what That's the song us. was. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> what I did is I went home and I subscribed to Apple Music. You know, for when I can't get the drive, I can at least listen to, you know, good music. And I went through every fucking Gabriel album until I found the song. What was it? I don't remember. And, th- and Through the Wire. And Through the Wire. Oh, What shit, a fucking man. great song. Fuck yeah. Oh, my God. And I was like, I was like, man, this is this is great. You know what? You know what? I got trained oh, by the best. One more after that. Okay. I, I, got, I got trained by the best guys. You did. And Jerry is still good as a sounding board because I could say, what about this? What about that? And if I'm feeling like something might have gone too far, a lot of times he'll text me like, wow. Bring it back to the shore. And so he's always a good, you know, barometer to go on. And Tom taught me a lot of stuff. But the one thing I think that I got is more of an edge is that I'm also programming from a guy who was listening when the golden age of that station with all those guys was starting. Because I remember stuff they don't remember because, you know, they had a radio station to run. But I was sitting there listening. So, you know, I know that we played And Through the Wire. I know that we played I Go Swimming. And yeah. if it's 90 fucking degrees out, you cannot play Red Rain. You could play I Go Swimming because it seems to relate. This right. is all the most simplest shit in the world. Oh, yeah. 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 And all, you know, these other stations around here and buddies of mine that are program directors and on, on you know, that are on Facebook are like, oh, you're going rogue. It's like, no, it's fucking common sense. I don't even know if it would work somewhere else. No. Right. But it's all right in front of you. Mm-hmm. you know? um, the other What's day, the other one? yeah. The other day, uh, now, okay, ready, Z. Uh, what uh, album was "Jump" by Van Halen? What album was that? 1984. Exactly. The other day, I'm listening to the drive, and I hear this freaking this cool like Oberheim synth thing going on, and I'm like, that sounds like. I mean, it's the way like because I learned everything by ear. The way that the chords were structured in this, I knew it was Eddie playing because he like that's how he played chords on the yeah. keyboard. It was just yep. you knew it was him playing. And I'm like, that is so fucking cool. And it's like the same, it's the Oberheims, same thing they use for jump, you know? Yep. And I'm like, I'm like, that's really fucking cool. And then I he, he hits this one. No, it was only like a minute long. And all of a sudden you hear, bah, bah, 
bah. just but, the way and, and it was played, on the right? record. That's but the on, the record, on the record, the record starts out with 1984. It's a minute long Oberheim piece right, right in the beginning. And I was like, oh, my God. So uh, Carl Goodines, who we play with, who used to be in 805, uh, I told him about it. And he's already halfway through learning the whole thing. He's going to learn the whole thing, and that's how we're going to do Jump from now on. Nice. Yeah. So I'm like, that's fucking cool. You know? that, See, that, cool. That's just what I was saying. Thank you, though, by the way, for saying it. Yeah, I really awesome. wonder if this stuff works, so thanks. Uh, but that's what I was just talking about, saying it from like kind of a listener point of view from back in the day. <laughs> when 1984 album came out, people brought it home, put it on, and the first thing they heard was keyboards, and it was, what the fuck is keyboards doing? And then they yeah, were like, they oh, it's mind. Eddie playing it. Yeah. yeah. It was huge. Right. So every once in a while, play that minute-long piece. It's only a minute long, and I don't know why that, that never... It's the perfect introduction to that song. Yeah, it really brings it, it in it because... Every you know, time. Right, right, right. Once in a while. Yeah. You know what else Great I found? Great way to start a set. Thank you. You know what else I found was... Um, Actually, he's talking about himself right there, and I thanked him. But anyway, no, but I, no, it's it all is. because it's all because you played it, though. You know, you know. Uh, the other thing I found is like the little intro to American Woman by the Guess Who. Yeah, that's cool. I got it, but I can just plug it in and play it before it once in a while. Tom Petty had that album where before even the losers it. The girl's voice goes, it's just the normal noises in here. And there's like 10 little examples like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found a bunch of that shit. And once in a while, Neil Young, when yep. I get big, I'm going to play an electric guitar. When I get real big and he plays Hey, My, My Acoustic. Yeah. They were on the record that way. So plug them in like that once yeah. in a while. Have fucking fun. Yeah. Exactly. You would never be able you know, to do hey, that. How about that? No, you'd never be able to do that. No, no, no. Yeah. You have fun in the studio and people driving down the road hear that shit and they have fun. In their car or in their kitchen or right, in their right. house. Hey, guess what? We're all having fun. Well, these corporate radio stations play the top 500 in their playlist, and that's how right. that's done. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Yeah. If it's 500, you're lucky. Yeah. yeah. A lot right. of them are 350. Sure. Wow. Well, you get that with uh, Sirius Radio, too. I mean, you put Sorry. on you put on uh, uh, deep tracks or you put on any of those, okay? And, it's the, the and it's the same ones over and over, over and over. And over again. Once they get to the end of the program, you can say it starts watch, over yeah. again. Here's, <laughs> how watch cra- it. Here's how crazy it was. Uh, Clear Channel, when they owned us, bought into XM Radio and literally played commercials for XM Radio on their radio stations that said, if you don't like commercials like these, buy XM Radio and you won't have to listen to them. That ain't verbatim, but it's exactly what it said. Yeah. While the clients that they also sold fucking spots to were on. Yeah. It's like, you know, now what's wrong with radio? You tell me. Right, right. That's what's wrong with it. People running it haven't known how to do it in 20 years. Yeah, that's true. That's why I can't listen to OUR anymore because it's like, okay, if we're going to play Rush, we're going to play Tom Sawyer. That's That's it. it. If we're going to play Genesis, then, oh, we might throw some people for a loop and play I Can't Dance. (laughs) Well, you know I mean, come on. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? You know? And that's the same shit that was on eight, nine years ago when I was there. Right. And here's the deal with Genesis. People bought more copies of the... 80s stuff yeah. and that kind of stuff. But every time it was like, no, this sounds like the old stuff. So if you could track number of plays for each CD, yeah. they bought more copies of that, but they didn't play it as much because no. it was always like, oh, this sounds like the old stuff. And they don't see that. And I make fun of corporations and bitch about them, but I'm not making fun of the guys over there. Right. They would play something else, yeah, but they can't. Sure. They'll they get can't. fucking fired. How are right. you going to do that? Speaking of spinning, um, you were talking Van Halen. Are you guys spinning a new Wolfgang Van Halen at all? You know what? Have I, you listened to any of that? I dropped the ball on that because I just... You didn't drop the ball. It just came out. Yeah, I got I to gotta pay attention to that because we're playing Blackberry Smoke. We're playing oh. you know those newer bands. Yeah. You it's know. incredible, man. He's lighting it up. That, yeah. that dude I, is I gotta killing it. I got to pay attention it. to that because you know what? That too? whole album, Top to Bottom, is killer. People my age... 
we really like to see somebody's kid doing well. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why the Almond Betts band was doing great, because yep. they gave it a chance because yep. of who it was. Yeah, last night seeing Derek and Susan, too, Tedeschi Trucks. That oh, was incredible. God. And I know you guys are spinning. Where were they? At Apple too. Park? Yeah, they were there yeah. all weekend. Oh, wow. They so were cool. there all weekend. And you yeah. got to hang with them? What was the format they used? They're like they family used? to me, man. So they're, awesome. Their tour manager is a great friend of mine. Wow. What was the format? Was it like three of them, four of them, two of them? Say again? How many people were there playing? Because I know they... They stripped down. There was no horn section. Oh, no oh, shit. Wow. No, but, so they had keys, and they had Mike also on the vocals, too, with yep. Susan. They went a they're what awesome. Singer, the guy. That guy oh, is. that guy's amazing too. And of course, the you know the regular band, but just no horn section. You know what? They I, stripped down because I, of the cost and yeah. whatnot. You know, you got to recoup what you lost over the last eighteen months mm-hmm. for everybody. Um, they're one of the bands, though. That uh, I don't think their management's doing them or doing me any favors. I should say, because <laughs> Almond Betts, Blackberry Smoke, some of these ones I got with them and said, "Hey, can I get a drop from them?" Because you can do a drop just by calling a phone number and leaving it. You get a digital copy. Uh, but Tedeschi Trucks Band, I can't get them to get back to me at all. No, oh, really? Wow. But in, and you know it's somebody in, like, management office that yeah, is, sure. like, being a little more uppity than the artist would be. Right, yeah. You know, I, I so so drop a line Well, you know what? You know what's coming? Like, you know what's coming up soon, Tedeschi Trucks, right? What they're releasing? They they did the entire the, the, the entire Layla album. Why? I've heard the entire Derek be so sad yes. that. It's sick. Oh my god! I mean, the, from from back to, or from front to back, they with did the Trey. entire yeah with Trey with Trey on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you, and that's what I was saying last night too. Derek Trucks is right up there with Trey and oh, Jerry yeah. and all oh, those great guitar sure. legends. I mean, he was in the Allman Brothers for when he was what eighteen 14 years, years old. Four, fourteen years old. Whatever, yeah. Like he started when he was eighteen, right? Or, yeah, or, right. Well, he, well even Derek was than younger than that. Derek, yeah, I thought Derek was like 14 or 15 when he he could have been. When, when he, he first, start, started first started popping up, but when he joined as a full-time member, he was, well, he was in his 20s. Oh, sure, that. sure, yeah. 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 Right. But, but yeah. Like, you still look at him as like a kid, He's too. Wayne reincarnate, yeah. that guy. Uh-huh. His, yes, slides, his slides are fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And then she's kicking ass, too. She solos her ass off. She's like, they're two bona fide guitar players. She rips on guitar. Yeah. She does. She's awesome. I love Susan. Yeah. She's pretty, too. She's fun. A lot of fun. Tedeschi Trucks, great show. Go check them out if you guys haven't seen them yeah. or heard of them. It's a very spiritual show. Well, oh, I don't sure. know. At least that's how I felt. Because they had all these people in the rain last night, and people stayed in the rain. Had yeah. a, no matter how hard it was raining, they were still up there playing, and people were still out there dancing. One of the best sit-ins I ever saw was, because, uh, you know, sit-ins can be, like, good or they can not be good. Right. Sure, sure. When Al Schneer went out and played with them at the State Fair that Ooh. night, it was like, it's like they knew each other or whatever, but oh, they, know they each played other? each other. They play. He played very well with them. Yeah, you know, and like I saw Rick Derringer sitting with Marshall Tucker one day, and you could, would have thought that would have ripped, but right. it was like just laid there. And then, like three days later, after that, Derek Truck sit in with Al. Or Al sitting with their trucks. Uh, remember the Hanson brothers? Yes. Hanson brothers had Zach Myers from Shinedown come in, and they tried to do ACDC back in black. And and I put try to do it. Yeah. I, I emphasized Ooh. try. Yeah. It was like, eh, you should probably cut that. Oh, yeah. One of my <laughs> so. favorite sit-ins of all time, believe it or not, was uh, the Dave Matthews band when they played at Central Park. Warren Haynes got up and sat wow. with them. Yeah. And that was one of the best sit-ins I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, he just ripped. For like three or four songs, like just ripped. I think that's when they reintroduced the song Cortez the Killer. Cortez the Killer, yeah. New bunch of people. That's yes. another one. The Drive will play that once in a while. Yep. Because A, the Neil Young album, Live Rust, was a platinum record, yeah. but a whole stock of younger guys know yeah. that because Dave <clears throat> Matthews did it a lot. 
Right. Yep. <laughs> but and, that and, version with Warren. Oh, my God. I mean, they played, <laughs> there was, what, 200,000 people at that show? I mean, and that was just, it was unbelievable. And, uh, I mean, the concert itself was great. Um, but when Warren got up, I mean, it's just, it was electric. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just, it, it, that was one of the greatest sit-ins I've ever seen in my life. Train day would be something to see. I'd yeah. love to see because they're really good friends. Yeah, well, they've uh, they've, they've uh, Trace Trace sat in. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Dave's come and sat in. You know, Dave sat in with uh, the Rolling Stones one time, right? Whoa, he did, did, uh, yeah, yeah, yes. he did uh, Memory Motel. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yep. what he did with them. But speaking of the Rolling Stones, fifty nine years today. Wow. Yes, that's their first gig. That, yeah. yeah, that was the two o'clock rock wow. walk today. Yeah, which that's I re- where I get most of my information from. From Genesee Joe, everybody's like, "Man, how do you know so much about music?" I'm like Genesee Joe. I like literally have been listening to him since 1992, and I know everything because of him. So you are <laughs> a, a thank walking, you again, man. Yeah, are a walking musical information box. Absolutely, I, I can't do my simple taxes. Just want you to know that, but I know all that other <laughs> shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know that. Uh, who was it? Keith Moon paid off all these New York City cab drivers. To nine cab drivers. Nine to cab block drivers. off each side of the street yep. so he could empty everything out. Well, what was the uh, the Derek and the Dominoes? I mean, that had a lot to do. The whole Derek and the Dominoes thing, okay? And I love talking about this because it's one of my favorite records ever. And uh, Bell Bottom Blues, by the way, is still my favorite on that record. But um, I'll play it for you later this afternoon. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is because I love I love the piano player. The way he sings yeah. that, that chorus is just, it, it's so energetic. Yep. And, but most of the record was written about Patty Boyd, which really? was George Harrison's wife at oh, the time, right, and Eric right. Clapton was obsessed with her. And uh, it, this all happened like right at the same time. And it was uh, uh, that was when they went to go see the Allman Brothers while they were just starting to go into the studio. Yeah. And they met Dwayne after the show and said, "Why don't you come down and jam with us?" And he came, and that's how we ended up on the record. Was he, the, he, right? Keep go ahead. You're. All right, I'm missing okay, some okay, stuff. T- no, no, you, that's exactly how it happened. But in Greg's book, the funny thing is he said he looked down because they loved Cream. He looked down and saw Clapton and said, oh, fuck, because he was playing. I hope that Dwayne doesn't see him because he'll freak, you know, it'll freak him out. Sure, sure. And he said Dwayne played his ass off on that show. And at the end of it, he goes, they said, oh, come over here. Eric Clapton wants to meet you. And Greg said, yeah, I saw him, but I didn't want to let you know, brother, because I don't want you to get freaked out. He says, I saw him the first minute he walked in. I yeah. turned around and kept my back to him. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, but the coolest part about that, too, is like, is right, it was like right after that record, or shortly after the record, is when uh, Patty and George broke up and then Eric and her got together. Yeah. And when they first moved into their house together, they're, they're sitting around one day and they hear knock, knock, knock on the door. And Clapton opens the door, and there's George Harrison. The first thing he thinks, oh, here it is. He's here to beat me up. You know what I mean? Because I stole his wife. Yep. And because uh, <clears throat> they were best friends before. You know, oh, he stole my wife, so he's probably going to beat me up. He goes, hey, man, I'm recording down the road. He goes, uh, we're recording. We need somebody to come play a guitar solo. You want to hop in the car and go? And he's like, oh, okay, let me grab my guitar. They had the studio, and they were doing uh, while my guitar gently, gently weeps, and he recorded the solo for it, like, Literally that yeah. day, so Insane. it's like you you listen to all this stuff on the radio. You, and have, you have no idea the stories behind what you're listening yeah. to, and that's let's the face part. it. When you're a Beatle, you have cords of women. Yeah, women sure. piled up like cordwood. Yep. Eric wants this one, and I'm happy. Go ahead. And then they came back and they both banged Patty. It was you know, yeah. <laughs> Eiffel Tower time. One more thing before we get out of here, because I know Justin. Got that, Justin, Justin I, has I, a gig tonight. Yeah, he's, playing to Harpoon yep. he's playing at He's playing at Harpoon Eddie's. I got Rich Musucci's girlfriend coming and do an interview at four o'clock. And so. Mossy's oh, coming yeah, in. Yeah, Mossy's coming in because she's got a golf tournament coming up. Beautiful. But and this is exactly what I want to talk to you about. And like the drive is the only station 
that opens up their doors to the local musicians. And so on behalf of all the local musicians, I want to thank you for that because without that, I mean, it's such a, it's such a key tool in this local music community that we have. And every week, and I know you just posted it just today. It's like, where's everybody playing? And people are always posting on your, you're commenting on where they're playing and stuff like that. You're the only station that opens up their doors to the local musicians. So thank you, Joe. Hey, listen, you know what? It's a a very, it's a, thank you. It's a, it's a very big part of this. Area's history, right? Yeah. Two things. One, um, if I said I was going to get to you guys, like the not robots guys, I'm going to get to you. Mm-hmm. It's just so fucking busy down there yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll get there. Believe me, I promise. Um, the other thing is bringing up that club listings thing. I get a lot of replies, but every now and again, something gets run wrong, and somebody goes, "Oh, you put me on the wrong day." So, if you're a local musician, either a Go to the website and put all your information in yourself. It comes to me. I check it and then put it up. So it doesn't go right up, and that's confused people. But if you reply to those Facebook things, put it in the way I asked for it. Right. So I can cut and fucking paste it because that's how your real good information gets in there. It gets in there exactly the way you want it. Yep. You're not being a dick. You're just trying the, to make it easier. The for artist, seen, the you know? venue, the time, and then finally the date. Because if I just put in the artist, venue, and time, if people just look at the calendar... They can see that information. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So give it to me the way I asked for it. And if you're playing three dates, do that three times. Yeah. Don't put your name in once and then give me the dates. Because now I'm cutting and pasting, and today I fucked up Julie Henderson's, and I felt bad about it. But you know what I mean? Like I cut the wrong stuff out. Yeah, but at least you're—I mean, at least you're doing yeah. it. You know what I mean? I mean, there's the God there's, damn it, know. follow my rule. No. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's such a useful tool, and and thank you, and, and Moyer's thanking you, and there's a bunch of other people thanking yeah. you that for, page for doing what you do. Gets the most hits. I mean, I get that information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, go there and put your own information in. God mm-hmm. damn it, I shouldn't have to ask every week. <laughs> you know. And then one other thing, plug the Blue Society. Blue Society, free blues picnic coming up um, this Sunday. Two o'clock, Waterfront Park in Sylvan Beach. Room full of blues, a legendary band, 12-piece band with horns and the whole nine yards. And then Los Blancos, yeah, local legends of their own. And then Todd's crew, and his band is great, too. So come on out to Sylvan Beach. It's absolutely free, and it starts at 2 on Sunday. And, of course, don't forget the uh, open jam. And more people should come to the open jams at Piggy Pads. Yeah. You know, especially if you're like me, like COVID came and went in Thunderwatt. You know, bit the dust. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, but Jim's doing very good down in Florida. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Slug does a few things, but everybody's busy. Guys live out of town. Fletcher's art career is amazing. Yeah. It really is. So you find yourself after this last year of, like, not having a band, come to these jams. Who knows what you might find? True. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So please come out and join us. Yeah. We're lucky we have you on our community, Joe. Thank sure. you for all that you do. Well, we're lucky we have shows like this. I mean, this is above and beyond the pall of the average, just, you know, normal little podcast thing. You guys got a network, basically. And you give up this Monday thing. I tune in every Monday. You know I chime yeah, in. I know. You do. Some days I don't because I don't want to look like I'm trying to horn in. Oh, no, please But do. other times, I just like to hear my name. You can uh, horn in anytime you want, yeah, pal. I love it. <laughs> you, you have an open-door policy anytime so, you want. Sometimes I reply something and go, they haven't mentioned me yet. What's <laughs> <laughs> wrong? That's called the Tim Moyer syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking of Moyer, I'm going to have him on because they got a new record coming. Oh, don't, yes. don't do that. Actually, that song was fantastic. I <laughs> got was. to listen to it the other day. Uh, written by Jeff Moyer, by the way. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really good, man. It sounds oh good. It's got God. this 90s vibe to it. I love it. Yeah. It's good, good hook to it. Yes. Justin, where are you playing this week? I know tonight you're at uh, Harpoon Eddie's. Tonight I'm at Harpoon Eddie's. Uh, I'm, I'm off tomorrow because I have a board meeting. <laughs> Wednesday, uh, I'm at uh, the Brass Tack. 
Thursday, I'm at Babes. Friday, I'm at Fratello's with the trio. Saturday, I have uh, a private party with the trio. And Sunday, I'm at Holland Heights Golf Course from 2 to 5. Wow. Busy, busy. And then I play some gigs for everybody you know, else. Then I play Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday again next week. So, Good. Yeah. Good. So, listen. First of all, you're going to get your time back on. Because, you know, you said you were going to bed at, like, 10 o'clock. Yeah. You're going to get that back. But yeah. Don't you? Are you now realizing just how busy you were before COVID? Oh yeah! Oh my like, god! Like during COVID, I, did I didn't realize how shows actually nice in 2019. it was. What? How many? Two hundred seventy-six shows in 2019, and Insane. that's give or take twenty. I just had to ask how many days a year there are. Oh no, two sixty-five. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Holy so I mean, shit. it's, it's uh, it was I was really busy, and and I'm I was almost as busy this summer as I was in 2019 for the summer. Man. So. You know, God's honest truth. I want to come out and play a few songs with the trio once. Yeah. Oh my God. Anytime you, you want. You know what I mean? You should. Yeah, anytime you want. It'd be a good so, fit. It would be fun. Yeah. Because I love you guys. I really yeah, do. We and love you guys. You're so much fun to hang around with. I mean, you know, you come up to do an interview, and it does. It takes uh, an hour and a half to do a ten minute interview. Yeah, get it's going great. crazy. Oh yeah, we talk we about everything. We talk so. about everything. It's great. Yeah, gotta, it's him a, and I get together. It's a bitch session. <laughs> <laughs> Should have heard us before you walked in. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, that's the thing, man. You know, um, you guys are kind of a bucket list thing with me. So oh, one of these man. days I will show up because that awesome. means a lot, man. Really, you know, I played with a lot of guys, but then there are friends of mine that I've never played with. Yeah. And I want to just do it, just to say I did. Yeah, it ain't going to be good. Don't worry about it. But you're always I'll walk all over everything. <laughs> That's fine. I have two things I need to plug tonight. Yeah. Or the Levitt concert season or series is going to be inside at Munson. Yes. Michelle wanted me to plug that. Go check that out. Last week we were down there checking out Isaac French and uh, that Brooklyn band. It was awesome. Good times. They're doing good things over there with Levitt. Also, this weekend I'm hosting the Syracuse Nationals. I'll be up there Ooh, all sick. weekend at Get the state fairgrounds. That's I'm, great. I'm hosting the Nationals. So awesome, man. Introducing bands and giving no shout-outs and taking over their social media. So I'll be there on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday doing that. That's I think awesome. uh, the Uncle it Louis. It really is. Where the hell did that come from? I think the Uncle Louie guys will join me on Saturday. I think they're going to come nice. hang out for, for a day with me, too. So that goes down uh, this weekend at the Syracuse National. So if, come hang out on Friday and Saturday, and then Sunday go to Sylvan Beach and go hang out the Blue Society. That's yeah. like inside and outside, though, isn't it? The Nationals, or is it basically all outside? You know what? Saturday's supposed to be beautiful. That's why. it's going to be all over the place. The whole fair pretty much. Yeah. Oh, they take man, over I the should whole go fair. out and see you, man. Yeah, Can we on. just talk about really quick yeah. before we leave about the, the greatest thing that's going to happen at the Levitt Amp this series this year? What is the, the Reuben James? The Reuben James reunion. Yeah. And it's like literally the only day off I have for the whole series. Oh, we're going. And I'm totally going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You know, in I fact, ran we into should him. drink it's here. In, it's in my calendar. Let's yeah. get drunk here, and then we'll go over there and heckle them. I'm down with that. <laughs> yeah. It'll be just like old times. Just like we'll old bring, times. We'll bring a flask for Jason so we can fall off the stage like he did it. Yeah. Right. I'm down with that. Let's do it. I love it. Actually, it. sounds like you got a plan. Yeah, but uh. check out Joe on the drive. He's live from three to seven every day at ninety two seven. Actually, it's two to eight. Two to eight. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They they. I pre-recorded the last hour and get out of there. Did you get a raise? I, I got a little bit of something. Yeah, no, you, go. Go. Something. you deserve it, man. I did, yeah. You Hell deserve yeah. it. I got a little something. I got told her. I said, I got a little something. She's man, they open something. up that checkbook for my man over here. Yep. <laughs> no, she did. I, you know what? No, she she's did. good. That was cool. great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I just met her a couple, like, last week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she told me that. Yep. She said, thank you. Because yeah. you said some nice stuff, so that's cool. Yeah, I, I just I have nothing but love for the drive, man. Yeah, same here. And, and don't forget, speaking of radio pay, if you got a pile full of shit that you bought for your projects during COVID that's <laughs> still sitting there, call Genesee Joe, because I've also been doing handyman crap. <laughs> she gave me more money. It's still not a lot, but hey, what the fuck? Uh, At least like... we're all poor. 
At least everybody's broke at the drive. It's not like Johnny Fat Cat sitting on a pile of gold toilets in his house in Poughkeepsie. We're yeah. fucking, we're all broke. We are. For sure. For sure. Joe, I love you, man. Thank you, guys. Also, I love EJA Moving Services. Joey's at 307, Utica Coffee, my attorney Dave Longaretta, and the Saranac Brewery. Tomorrow I'll be back with Billy the Liquor Guy. Have you had Billy the Liquor Guy on yet? No, I have not. Oh, my God. We'll we'll talk about it a little bit. Tomorrow's (laughs) going to be a pretty epic podcast tomorrow, too. So join us tomorrow. And, Joe, thank you. Justin, have a great gig tonight. You guys all have yourself a good night. Later. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to contribute and help with the cost of producing this podcast, you can hit our virtual tip jar on Venmo at XYTODA. Please subscribe on all our podcast platforms. Follow, like, and subscribe all things Disruption Network on social media. And visit our website, disruptionnetwork.net.